Reinvention, anyone? Life's twists and turns confound the best of us at times. Listen up, ladies, as the chicken charge all-in-one security CEO Mary Parker takes a beat with Linda Brooks Johnson. Linda has seen it, done it, and is here to tell her tale. From a career at IBM to a sudden divorce combined with a life-threatening collision with cancer, Brooks Johnson shows the chicks how a self-determined, focused, spiritual woman can be bold and persevere to become one of Atlanta's best life coaches. Here is Mary Parker with a time well-spent founder, Linda Brooks Johnson. Welcome to The Chicken Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Hey everybody, this is Sarah Smith. I am with Mary Parker. CEO of All-in-One Security, founder of the Mary Parker Foundation, author of The Chicken Charge Autobiography, and host extraordinaire of The Chick in Charge podcast, which has been up for, we were saying earlier, about a, about year. a year and a half yep. now. And we have 70 episodes in our our content library full of amazing uh, pieces of information and great interviews. So everybody, please go and backtrack and check out some of the older podcasts because they're so good. They're so good. Yeah, they really are. We've been doing that, Sarah. Thank you so much for the introduction. Port, thank you for being here. And Linda, we're so, so excited to to meet you today. We're talking with Miss Linda Brooks Johnson. You're going to hear some very amazing stories about her life. And we're going to let her share with us today. Linda, would you just begin telling us a little bit about what you're doing now as an entrepreneur? Um, I am currently a certified professional life coach. And I'm specializing in the area of breast cancer survivors, really any cancer. Um, divorcees, and also spiritual coaching. Um, that was something that got tugged on my heart uh, when going through uh, breast cancer for the first time about 20 years ago. So that's something very dear that I wanted to give back on those things that God has brought me through that has given me a little bit of wisdom and an anointing to truly break the yoke. Oh, that is excellent. And, you know, we hear a lot about life coaching now. Uh-huh. Is there a particular preparation that one needs to go through to become a life coach? Ooh. Um, I can't speak for anybody else. I can just only tell you from my perspective on my journey. Um, my journey was one in which I did about 20 year, 28 years with IBM as a career, and suddenly and abruptly it ended. Um, I found myself wanting to do something, but not wanting to do what I had done. And I began a spiritual search, a journey to find out, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? Purpose-driven. Exactly. You began to seek your purpose. Exactly. Because, believe it or not, after 28 years of doing something that I thought I wanted to do, God showed me that it was his permissive will and not his divine will. Understood. And 
I began to just really seek him with my whole heart because life should be, any job that we do should be a passion and not a struggle. Uh, it should be something that's just like waking up in the morning, you want to get up and go do it. And that's when he started revealing to me that I had always done it. It had always been there, but I just didn't see it. So I began to talk to some friends, and they were like, you know, that you would fit perfect in because we always run to you for advice and your opinion on things, and you do it naturally. And that's a good point for me to interject. So what is it that a life coach does? A life coach is someone who should help you to see what you already know but not adhering to. And oftentimes we know what we should do, but we don't want to go within ourselves to get that uh, validation. So a life coach is really there to help you achieve those things that are already there that you don't see or not acknowledging. Who should have a life coach? I think everybody should because we all need that accountability and we all need that drive to excel in what God has already given us. And I think oftentimes people um, find roadblocks is because they try to do their thing, their will, and not God's. We're all designed for a particular purpose. And the sooner we get that, the more vigilant we are at that passion, that drive that comes naturally and not forced. So when you're coaching someone, what is it that you really want to leave with them? What do you want them to take away from the sessions with you? Well, first of all, I'm a little bit different of a life coach than most. I don't deal with anyone that don't have or want to establish a personal relationship with Christ. If they're not praying, if they're not seeking him, that's the first thing we start. From that, I hope that as we go through the sessions, that they will understand that nothing in their lives can be without a period, a plan, and a time with God daily. And that's at the beginning of their day to seek him for his will for that day. Nothing else, not tomorrow, not next week, but that day. And that's what I try to leave is you cannot leave God out of anything you do. That is, that is wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. And so do you have a referral base for someone wanting your services mm -hmm. and they're not there? Mm -hmm. Do you have an alternate service that you would recommend them to or do you leave them to find that themselves? Uh, no, I try to see, depending on what our ultimate goal is, mm -hmm. I try to make sure that those things that they need, referrals or even uh, books to encounter and help. I always try to make sure there is something that they can continue to do. And even when it gets to the point where there's some obstacles, I'm always there for them to come back to. Very, very good. I'm going to shift us a little bit. Okay. Because we have some similarities in our past. Okay. You worked at IBM for 28 years. Yes. In doing so, you did not opt to leave. No. No, I didn't. I was forced How out. How did you handle that situation once you realized that 
I don't, and it was done abruptly. Oh, so you yeah. didn't have any no. time to prepare. No. no, How did you deal with that Well, in the moment? Um, it was tough right. because I had just come off of a business trip and some, God was doing something really weird with me because for the last year up to coming to that point, I was like on Friday, I would be relieved, but Sunday night, I'd start vomiting. Mm. I would, I mean, yes. and I was under the advisement of two analysts. My life seemed like it was just pivoting out of control and still stupid me not looking at the fact that you need to do a change. So one day, my one of the analysts said to me, you either need another job or you need to find something different within this company. And I still didn't listen to that. So about a week later, one Monday morning coming in, and I was coming into my office, and I saw... I got to keep on walking. Hey. I got to walk on. Hey, I'm Sarah Smith. I'm the co-host of the Chicken Charge podcast. And this podcast is really focused on professional women, entrepreneurship, and getting the job done. And that's why I'm happy to talk about M.M. LaFleur and their beautiful clothes, their beautiful professional business clothes that are going to make you look as amazing as the work you do. Again, you know, M.M. LaFleur designs are thoughtful. They're designed to make your life easier. As a professional working woman, I know you're busy. And these clothes will help you get dressed quickly and look amazing. Please go to mmlafleur.com slash dollars off your first purchase. Again, that's mmlafleur.com slash chicken charge and redeem $25 off your first purchase of a great piece of clothing. They have thoughtful designs, really beautiful machine washable fabrics, adjustable hems, nice pockets and suits that are designed to be packable if you have to travel, if you have to jump in the car and have a long drive, visit a client. You're going to look great when you show up. Founded by Sarah LaFleur, a former management consultant, and Miyako Nakamura. I think I said that right. The former head designer from Zach Posen. M.M. LaFleur is proud to have a female leadership team and they celebrate working women. Again, comfort and design and versatility are the keystone in these garments. Check them out. The company's got expert stylists that you can work with online and they'll help you create a wardrobe. And you can change it up with your own jewelry, with your scent, with your look, your hair. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to look modern and classic with M.M. LaFleur. Again, go to mmlafleur.com slash chicken charge for $25 off of your first purchase. And you will look sharp.
I saw things boxed up. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't box up anything. Maybe we're moving. And my supervisor came in and said, you know, um, here's a slip. We no longer need your service. After 28 years. 28 years. And that was, at that time, that was my heart. You know, I, I thought, hey, I'm going to die here. I didn't want any kids. I didn't want to be married. I just wanted that fast-paced life to success, I thought. So it was really, you know, they escorted me, uh, security escorted me to the elevator, got in the elevator with me. And I remember my, my supervisor was in the elevator, and she said something so key. She said, you know, you don't belong here. You don't fit the mold. And that stuck with me. I don't fit the mold. I don't fit in. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't grasp that. You know, here I had been getting my performance reports and everything, and everything being well, but other people getting the recognition for what I did. Every, everybody was getting bonuses, but I never did. But yet, when it was a new venture or something they wanted to do, they laid it on Linda's desk. So I began to really seek God really hard because I was torn. I was broken. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to pick up the pieces because everything I knew was IBM. And the ironic thing, the friends that I thought I had, because I wasn't an IBMer anymore, I wasn't a friend. Hello. We, know, we all know that one. Yeah. Devastating. Wait till you read this yeah. book. <laughs> You're going to find your story already written. Yep. yep. Because those experiences are so key. And I'm only going to share this one quickly with you. I didn't understand how God was separating me from my former business partner. Like yourself, for about a month, mm. when I was on my way to work, I'd get sick, mm -hmm. throwing up. And I'm going, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. Well, I realized I didn't like the atmosphere anymore. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy with where I was, where I was, but I wasn't listening because I was praying and God moved that out of my way. And when he did, I was devastated. But through the devastation, he rises us up because he knows the plan. I didn't know that plan. And once I accept God's will for my life moving forward, it's been the best life ever. Exactly. So thank you for those trials that ended up being our triumphs. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the fears that oh, yeah. has built our faith mm -hmm. even the more so. Mm -hmm. And congratulations to you as being an entrepreneur. Thank you. Which is what we talk a lot about on this show. And I want to hear the story of how you transferred <laughs> from one of those generous Fortune 100 companies back in the day to this very successful entrepreneur today? Oh, God. To make it short, it was really, um, oh, God. When I look back, I left IBM in 1991. And on that, um, my ex-husband proposed at that time. Um, I was told I'd never have children. And on that journey, not only did God honor a marriage, but he allowed me to have two children. After the last one, my son was born. Right before that, I didn't even know I was pregnant with him. Carried him for nine months not knowing he was there. Ooh. The stress of the marriage. 
um, my husband, my ex-husband, walked out. And in him walking out, I found out I was pregnant. By that time, it was nine months, and Bryzik was on his way. Six months after his birth, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So my life took a pivot to where God had to break me. I mean, truly break me of everything that was my will and give me and show me his will, his purpose, his plan. And I think when you're at a point where you don't know what to do, you're, you're facing death, it could be at any minute, you don't know what to do. And I found something very inspiring through going through the journey with the breast cancer, the chemotherapy, and the radiation. I immediately went and I prayed for what to do, because at that time it was like, you can take the breast off, you can do this, you can do that. And anyone that's ever gone through anything, cancer or any uh, life-changing experience, you really need to know what you're wanting to do and what God wants of you before you make any move. And at that time, I remember him saying, don't touch the breast. The chemotherapy, the chemotherapy is my blood cleansing you that when you come through this, you'll be white as snow. Didn't understand that, but I went on and I did what he told me to do, and it was not only a rewarding experience, but it brought me closer to him. Now, push a little forward in August of last year, I was diagnosed with the new type of breast cancer. And the good thing about God, when he's got a purpose and a plan, no matter what the enemy tries to throw you away, in it, you'll see him. This time, the tumor hadn't even truly formed yet. Wow. So I did go ahead and have the breast removed. I even did one round of chemotherapy that I thought was going to kill me. And then he, he, he revealed to me, this is not the path that I want for you. You see, sometimes we look for God to do the same thing. He's a changing God. He uses everything not just one thing. So with that, I went on, and I remember him saying to me, you've been touched, but not touched completely. There's still some things that I'm doing in this that the anointing will be even greater. And, you know, it comes a time in our lives that we have to let God truly live and abide in us, that no matter what his will is, that we will truly say, you know, Lord, my life belongs to you, and I give it to you freely. So that was my journey into him showing me my purpose. And with that, every day I try to seek him and walk in that purpose. That is wonderful, Linda. And it, it's very obvious that he has a big, big, big assignment for you. Uh, so much so that the enemy keeps coming, trying to oh, yeah. attack him. But as you stand on God's word, yes. you know yes. that his promises are permanent. Yes. So I applaud you for your faithfulness. You. And I'm sure your stories have encouraged our I listening pray. audience today. So you've heard from Miss Linda Brooks Johnson this morning. And, you know, the sky is the limit. <laughs> you just have to believe that you can yes. and listen to and prepare yourself for the journey because the journey is real. And it's not easy, but the reward on the other side of through is absolutely amazing. 
Thank you so much, Linda, for Thank being you. here. We've enjoyed your stories. Much success Thank on you. this career. And I'm sure we've got some referrals for you. Thank you. Maybe I'll be one of your guests, one of your clients. <laughs> so thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Port. We have uh, had a wonderful time. Uh, thank you, our listening audience. I hope that you've gleaned from this conversation today. Stay tuned. We'll be back. This is Mary Parker, and I am the Chick in Charge. Subscribe to The Chick in Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chick in Charge. <laughs>